Welcome to another uh, episode of Get the Flick Out of Here, Schlocktoberfest edition. The last Schlocktoberfest uh, edition this this year. I made it. You made it. You made it through, Kate. Um, okay. You did. Um, uh, this, uh, I, uh, I, well, I'm going to have to ask, I guess I'll have to ask you the question. Because you did not watch any Friday the 13th ones that no. we did. No. So of the Schlocktober's Fest stuff that we did, going back to, which was not technically in, in Schlocktober, it was in Schleptember. Um, uh, killer, killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Once Bitten, which doesn't count because that was a comedy. Um, Frankenhooker or this movie? Which was the one that had you watching through your fingers the most? I mean, they were all pretty, like, pretty tame. This one had a little bit, there were some actual jumps, I feel like. So that at least, like... They, they shoehorned them in. Yeah. They did shoehorn them in. Yeah. So that, I at least did, like, a... But there yeah. was no, um... None of them were, there was no real... This is, like, for gore more. Oh, okay. This is more, like, for suspense. Okay. <laughs> there was not a lot of this. There was if, a if, mild amount of this. Okay. If so, if 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 uh, if if we're not sure if something's gonna come and get me, I'm just gonna look away from the screen. And <laughs> that's good. I um, I feel like the effects of this one were so hysterical, mm. and the fact that there was mm-hmm. no chopping. Right. Like no, I was it's able a misnomer. To watch pretty much of it. It's a misnomer. It. The whole thing's a misnomer. It was actually originally uh, released under a different title, which we'll get to in a second. Oh. Um, yeah, they changed it because they figured they could, I don't know, um, sucker in some idiots who thought they would be like Jason running around with a machete in a shopping mall, um, chopping. Instead of shopping, it does kind of imply that it's like a slasher film. It does imply that there no one, no one gets, no one gets chopped. Nary no, a chop, zero chops. Not even close, to be honest. No, mm-mm, no. Um, yeah, your your average Gunther match features approximately seven hundred thousand percent more chops. Um, so, um, this this movie uh, is produced by uh, the company. Owned by Roger Corman, the famous schlock movie producer, it was actually produced uh, by his company, but not him. I believe his wife, his daughter, Julie Corman. Um, uh, but the whole thing was thrown together, in a, you know, a the way. Yes. Did he produce any of the other films that we have watched here? No, no, we no, I do not believe we have gotten a, a Roger Corman yet. Wow. Okay. Um. um he was uh, famous for uh, just boobs. There's lots and lots of boobs in all of his movies. Okay. So we, we saw some in this particular film, including one, which well, which I will highlight. It was just a completely unnecessary full frontal nudity walking behind in the picture. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, this, uh, uh, for some of our younger viewers, a shopping mall is a very large uh, building uh in which um lots of boutiques uh were housed and you could you could go to the shopping mall and you could purchase uh clothing or a new record album 
later a uh, a cassette tape, and after that a CD. Like an, an Amazon, but instead like, yes. of just being able to search and click and buy, everything right. was organized kind of like into categories of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and you would um, buy it this, in real time. Uh, the this is the in the mid eighties was when they really took off nationwide. Uh, so the idea, the phenomenon of the shopping mall uh, was huge and they wanted to do more things with that. Um, the, actually, the whole thing was pitched by a, by a company that agreed to give the Corman production movie, production company, movie to make a, uh, money to make a movie if they promised to set it in a shopping mall. I don't know why exactly, but they, they did. Um, well, and, as someone who lives in Jersey, like this is a part of our culture. So, right, yeah, this one unfortunately does does not take place in Jersey. It takes place in, um, in the Los Angeles area. It was filmed. Could immediately tell this was not a yeah. Jersey mall. There are no, many no. hallmarks of Jersey mm-hmm. malls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this no, was not one. Very no, upsetting. No, um, I I assumed you know because mall culture is so synonymous with the Garden State. Not a that, Cinnabon to be found in this mall, no, Alex. No, no, no. There was weirdly like auto shop. We will talk about the the shops in this in this mall, and how I had, I have been to many That's malls and never seen certain shops like there were in this particular mall. Um, another thing that the that the eighties was fascinated by was futurism, specifically robots. But they uh, they didn't have the budget or the or the creativity to come up with good looking robots. No. So so we got things like uh Johnny Five from Short Circuit, which we have reviewed. Um we got things uh like the Happy Birthday Polly robot from Rocky Four, um, which is just like a uh, or, or we we get the the housekeeper robot from Runaway, as well as the little ridiculous jittery spider bots. Um, we these were like if you watch Saved by the Bell and you remember Screech's robot Kevin, it was basically that level of technology. But they were they were kind of short and fat. Yes, like they, they couldn't they, go very fast. A lot well, of these they, movies they don't go very fast. They they do in this movie when you can tell the film speeds up. Like you, you'll yes. see they run by in regular motion, and then here comes the robot following them, and then you can see the moment where the film goes two times speed. So the robot looks like it's actually chasing them. Um, Even so, I was like, you could just outrun them. I yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I, yeah, um, they are uh, tr- they are trash cans with uh, toaster sized heads That's and l- little little. Um, spindly arms that don't they 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 sit on the thing like this the arms that's they can they can go out like this and and do things but they're but they're like this there's just and there are four of them and no one knows why so um so yeah so uh, bad robots they famously have tread on the bottom of them too yeah no they're 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 tank robots yeah easy to easy to move that way um uh, so in case they get stuck in the mud, you know, in the mall. Um, but, uh, so, so shopping malls, uh, futuristic bad robots. Um, right. and, um, 
public uh, sex uh, among young people. Pu- public sex among young people that is therefore punishable by death. Correct. Usually in a in a swift and brutal fashion at the hands of some uh, faceless cipher. Uh, Michael Myers, uh, no- notably, like the William Shatner mask that he was wearing was just like a basically a neutral mask. Um, same thing with Jason, where his uh, face is a, a hockey mask. It has to be this faceless apparition, almost uh, inhuman in a way that punishes these young people for having premarital relations. And so uh, once you put all of those things together, uh, you get shopping mall. Um, uh, <laughs> the movie was originally uh, released under the uh, uh, under the title Killbots. And this is what those robots look like. Killbots. Um it says Park Plaza Mall has just switched on the world's toughest security force. Absolutely nothing could go wrong. It did. Shopping will never be the same. Killbots. Um, so if you're if you're looking at this, uh, you can see this is a trash can with little spindly uh, mechanical arms, and a, a, I don't know what that is on top of it, um, but. Uh, the fear, fear not, this may look intimidating, but um, the movie immediately tells us that they are not intimidating at all. So it opens with um, a jewel thief smashing and grabbing from a jewelry store in the mall. And um, it is dark. Uh, obviously, the mall is closed. He is doing all of his dirty work. Uh, after the mall is closed uh, and he leaves uh, through the front door of, of the jewelry store into the body of the mall and is, uh, is come upon by one of these little killbot robots. Um, and they say, halt where you are. Um, uh, drop the weapon. R- r- drop the weapon. Um, sounds a little bit like RoboCop. And so this guy turns around with his six shooter revolver uh, and empties it at the thing and the bullets just bounce off. And then he runs away. Um, now, when you see him in full body, he is really moving. He's, okay, come on. He is really moving, you know? Um, but then you they have a close-up of his feet and it's a light jog. Like you, like you might like if you want to get from the front of you, the front door of your house to your car parked across the street, and there's a light rain, you just want to kind of just 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 move a little, just just a little bit like this, just like to a, get, yeah, like a, a little, little giddy car. up in your step, right? Um, but he's he's immediately, um, oh, he fires all six shots from his six shooter revolver, and then while running away, he fires two more shots and throws it at him. So I don't know if like it was an eight shooter revolver, which doesn't exist, or uh, if he reloaded two bullets into it uh, and shot those two and only brought an extra two. He had, uh, like, listen, all I have is two extra bullets. I better bring those. And then I could reload um, my uh, my six-shooter while running away from a robot. Uh, but he is he is tased. The robot conches up to him and, and tases him, and he falls over tased. Uh, and then on the thing it says, The End, a Secure Tronics Production. Uh, and we realize this is a film within a film 
I, I use both both instances of the word film loosely. Um, <laughs> uh, My notes just say like that this robot looks so easily defeatable. Mm. Like if, yeah. if this is supposed to be like you're showing and unveiling this new thing to people. Yeah. And also because I went into it with the knowledge that there was no chopping as you informed mm. me. I was just like yeah. Electrocution kind of like tasing? Yeah. Tasing. All right. Actually, you yeah. know what? I take that back cuz that's equivalent to what a mall cop's like authority level right. should probably be. I take that back. Right. Yes, that's the thing. Um, so this is a presentation, and uh, it's never explicitly told to us who is watching this presentation. But through just some kind of deduction on our part, we can realize these are the people who own the stores in the mall, uh, or at least are responsible for them. And the presentation is being given by, like, I don't know, the, the mall administrator lady. And the guy who built the robots. His name is Dr. Stan Simon. He's here to tell us why this is the wave of the future and absolutely nothing can go wrong. Um, and so there are people um, who are watching this thing. And again, we don't know who they are. But the first guy he calls on with a question is Dr. Carrington. And I want to know what Dr. Carrington is a doctor of. Optometry? Does he run the little eyeglass? Does Probably. he run the lens crafters in the store in, in the mall? Maybe that's who that Pearl guy is. Vision, Dr. Carrington. I, I don't know who, where Dr. Carrington is from. Uh, not a higher institution of learning, I'm assuming, because he goes, uh, so what do your uh, robots do other than kill people? Uh, oh, no, no, not, not killing. No, 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 no. no. Oh, he's only, he's not killed. Only, only neutralized. Um, uh, because uh, so so this is the thing is that during this scene, um, two and I had to look this up because I did not understand why these people were these people. Mary Waranov and Paul Bartel are two actors who are in the Roger Corman stable of actors that he used. He has things. a stable. He has a stable, a faction. Um, and uh, the, he pulled these, they, they wrote these parts. Well, didn't actually write the part. They said, like, you, you're going to be there. And then they had these two improvise, which maybe explains why the dialogue doesn't make a lot of sense. Because she, she is sitting there uh, uh, and she says, Paul, they look like the Three Stooges. And they absolutely do not. They do not look like the Three Stooges at all. We saw a no, different no. movie with robots where Johnny Five made uh, Johnny... One and Johnny Three and Johnny Four uh, look like the Three Stooges. He put makeup on them and stuff. Well, not makeup, like mud, whatever. Um, but this, this, these ones do not look like the Three Stooges. Um, but they're basically doing like they're the Statler and Waldorf of this particular presentation. But they're only heckling to themselves. But each of them gets to ask a question and says, um, "says I." So Paul says, uh, "I don't know. That guy looked awfully dead to me." Um, and, uh, um, it's like, no, 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 no. Just, just neutralized. Um, we can, they can use, uh, sleep darts. Um, uh, is what they, they can, they can knock out a man in 30 seconds. Um, uh, and, um, but doesn't matter. He says, basically that doesn't matter. Cause no one's going to get into the mall 
because uh, these time-locked doors will shut and seal at midnight and will not open again until 6 a.m. Um, so uh, what they will do is if there's somebody somehow gets into the mall, they will use a sleep dart on them to knock them out and then will use the computer on the roof. There's This is where the, the administrative lady uh, has a map of the mall and then points with a pointer to the roof and there's a computer up there. They'll use the computer to call the police and the police will come and, and pick up the intruder. Um, so uh, it says, but also they are, and I had to watch the movie a second time to figure this part out where he says they are, a, they are also a fitted with l- high powered laser beams to cut through any debris. Is that going to be a mall debris? How often is that going to be a thing that you're yeah. going to need? I mean, after an earthquake? I mean, I don't know what what is the debris they'll be cutting through. Because let me tell you, the first time I watched the movie, I missed that line. And so when the laser beams made an appearance, I was surprised. Because I thought these things were only supposed to incapacitate. Um, but the laser well, beams they do were. a lot more than incapacitate. Let me tell you. But things can go terribly awry. My takeaway from this was this cannot be less expensive than just having right employing like regular no no mall cops. There's well, no I guess way. the idea is that um, once you buy the bots, they're yours as opposed to every week we got to shell out. It's 1986, three dollars an hour to our security guys, um, and like this, that's honestly that's payroll overhead. Who wants that? Let's buy these kill bots. Sure. Not kill bots, really. They're secure bots. Chopping bots that don't chop. Yeah. Um, so uh, she, she's, so Mary stands up and says, um, "What? Are, they're called protector bots. What do they protect? The, the stuff in the mall, like um, the same thing. Security cops so, would. Well, yeah. He he says plenty. For example." Uh, each each robot patrols one floor of the the mall proper. That doesn't that doesn't answer anything. He says they they oh they do their work in the mall proper, not in the stores themselves. So if you can somehow, because a lot of the malls, this one doesn't, I guess, but a lot of the malls will have like certain, like if you want to go to into Macy's. You don't have to go through the mall to get into Macy's. You can just go from outside to get into Macy's. Yeah, the end caps. Yeah. Um, apparently, if you do that, that's a master plan that the that the killbots have not. Have or not... if you just enter the store when yeah, the yeah. cop is at the other end of the mall, yeah. right? No, but these things are so fast, though. They're so fast. Also, yeah. it is it is it is uh, it is implied that they can read minds. I don't know why the movie does this, but it implies the, the they can read minds. Um, so he does say, uh, "Don't worry." Oh, oh, oh! He says, um, "Another a guy stands up." He says, "Well, how do these people? What about people who work late, like the janitorial staff, people who are working late doing inventory? How do these?" robots distinguish between the good guys and the bad guys. Uh, I says, I'll show you. Very simple. And he says, gets on a walkie-talkie, bring one online, and a guy in a lab coat in a room with walls of flashing buttons reaches over and taps one of them. Um, and uh, and one comes on and says, please, may I see your identification badge? 
So he shows it and he literally puts it this close to it, to its little reader thing, which is also where the lasers come out of. And he puts it this close to it and it holds it there for a good 15 seconds. This is the protocol for how to show your badge to the robot so the robot knows that you are not an intruder. Crucially, we see two separate people do nothing of the kind to prove that they are not bad guys. And I wonder if they had just done this, if nothing bad would have happened. Happened, yeah, that's a good point. Honestly, no, like the, the, I, I question your training methods. You never really actually, you know... Uh, were able to distinguish. Yeah, were they not programmed in yet? Like, I would right. like to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, they were very much under the impression that absolutely nothing could go wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out a few things went wrong here. Right. Um, so, um, this is um so the the thing scans it and it's like hello you have a nice day or whatever so that's it so then they prove it it works it's okay. like it's a little catchphrase too right have yeah. a nice thank day. you have a nice day that's what they say um so now we get a mall montage this 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 mall is is constructed and the map helps us to figure this out you drive in on the bottom level of the parking there are one two three four five levels of parking and then the top three floors of the building are the mall. So you like everything is like stacked on top of each other. So um, this mall was actually this was shot in the Sermon Oaks Galleria, which is the same mall they use for Commando. And crucially, they also both have a guy leaps from the top of an open air elevator to another level stunt Um, because it's that's a thing you can do in this mall. So they did it. It's very open air. There's there's uh, levels. There's a huge open air atrium kind of a thing where there's railings on each side. Um, there's nothing in the center of the mall. Everything is around the edges of the mall. So like, give, because when describing what happens in this movie, it's kind of impor- important to know where everything is. So, mall montage, food court, hijinks, arcade, hijinks. Uh, ladies in bikinis and sashes who are walking through the mall advertising the mall you're already at. It says, um, come one, come all, bring the kids to Park Plaza Mall. Each one of them has a phrase, and they walk behind each other, and some guy who I guess works there falls over himself because bikini girls. Obviously. Um, and uh, so that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a montage of that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go off screen because my contact needs to come out. Give me one second. That's fine. <laughs> um so uh hold on i'm gonna get my notes that i painstakingly wrote during my third viewing of this because as we've discussed many times i have problems okay um so the first people we meet in this eight this this ocho there's a bunch of people there's there's eight kids i don't know if they're kids some of them seem like they're supposed to be like 18. Some of them seem like they're supposed to be, I don't know, 30. It just depends on the, on the actor they, that they cast. But uh, we meet uh, Allison and, um, and Susie. And they are working uh, on the second floor of the mall in what appears to be a diner inside the mall. But it's not a diner. It's a pizza parlor. Um, and there is a, a, a Italian fat chef guy 
uh, and they are they are working. There's a fat guy who's ordering too much food. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Um, but Suze is trying to get um, uh, Allison to come to a party that night. It's like, I don't know anybody, but you will after tonight. Look, listen, in an hour and a half, we blow this barbecue and it's good times to the max. And I'm like, no one under the age of 50 wrote this script. <laughs> and then um, we're going to go to the sock hop. Yeah, yeah it, it did. It did feel uh, like that. So. Um, we we so we meet those people. Um, uh, what I slept, what I set you up with a slime dog, no way, babe. Um, and uh, so now we see outside there's a lightning storm, there sure is. And the lightning, if anything we've learned about lightning, <laughs> it's magic. Lightning is magic. Um, really so lightning, the lightning strikes the computer on top of the roof. Not once, but twice within the span of 12 seconds. The second one makes the whole thing go haywire. And lab coat guy with a cigarette is inside this very small room and all the lights go flashy. There's a siren going off. All the buttons are lighting up in a really weird way. And he's like, oh, what's going on? What's, I gotta, and then it stops. And he's like, I guess it must have fixed itself. But just to make sure, I'm going to reach for this very large, very thick phone book sized phone books. Kids were things that would come to your house and uh, phone book sized um, uh, instruction manual. And he opens it up and inside someone has stuck a uh, Playboy centerfold. That's right. Uh, so he opens it up and is looking at very approvingly, uh, very distractedly, uh, turns around in his chair so that he is facing uh, the killbots who are lined up in this thing, uh, and the killbot, one of the fir- the one in the front, its light comes on, uh, and as he's looking at the thing, uh, it, it, um, uh, uh, one of its little prongy arms, yes. like p- punches through the, the 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 pinup girl's nipple and hits him in the throat, and I guess pierces his jugular, and he lays back this, and blood is coming out of his mouth, and blood is everywhere. Um, and so, oh, wow, they, well, they killed the guy. They, this is good. They killed the guy who would maybe be able to manually shut the whole thing yes. down. So he's not there. But the problem is, Kate, is they killed him with one of these. That is correct. Like, they, like a little grabber thing. In case something falls behind the washing machine, I have this to pull socks out from behind the washing machine. You homicidal maniac. <laughs> I know. It's crazy that they, they allow this to be bought in stores. Um, this one actually we bought on Amazon. So it came in the mail. Oh my God. How, this, is, this is weapons of absolute destruction. Um, uh, so yeah, so he gets killed with one of, the, with one of these things. That is honestly what they look like. Um, and uh so so he gets he gets killed, um, and now we meet Ferdy. This is this is a the furniture store, and Ferdy is the is the main guy of the whole thing. We meet him next. Go ahead. Just wanted to emphasize that we have seen tasing, and like, mm-hmm. pinchies, pinchies. A pinchy easily could have been converted into a chop. Like, there was no reason for this to... It was like they intentionally went out of their way to not chop here. Like, you right. could have very easily just chopped instead of pinched. Right. Yeah. Crucially, no chopping uh-huh. at the chopping mall. Yeah. But yes, let's go to Ferdy's. 
So, um, the so there's a furniture store. It is um, it is run. Um, it, it is owned by a man named Sid Mizell. Um, so Sid Mizell, uh, that is code for Jew in eighties, 80s, <laughs> 80s screenwriting naming people. That is, you you could have just called him Jewy Jew is the yeah. name of the person who owns this, and his his nephew, Ferdy Mizell. I, I he does not look like he doesn't strike me as a Ferdinand. No, definitely I don't, not. I don't know, like, what Ferdy is short for. If maybe, like, somebody, like, did a typo on Freddy and that, that people, somebody like, read it out loud and it stuck. Like, now everyone calls him Ferdy because they miss, they huh. did the dyslexia of the R and the E. As someone whose full name is Kate. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be short for something, okay? Well, Sometimes no, Ferdy... Nobody parents, named this kid Ferdy in the when they when they came out of the womb. Uh-uh. Maybe they did, Alex. Maybe no, just because it. your parent is named Catherine, that doesn't mean you're automatically named Kate. Sometimes you just get named the shortened version. So, um, in the furniture store, they are everyone's planning, gonna do it. They're planning a party in the furniture store that night, Friday night. Now, the three three dudes who work there, Ferdy. Is is the nerdy Jew with glasses? Uh, that is that is the character they have written for him to be. That is correct. Um, Greg seems to be kind of the ringleader. Uh, he is an incredibly long face and the biggest teeth I've ever seen on a human being in my life. They, it's like a horse, and that's something to be said because the other guy who works there, uh, Mike, has teeth that are almost as big. But mostly what I see of him is chin. It's like the, the chin is just, it's so pointy and abrupt. But the way that they that they basically cast everybody based on what they look like. Because Greg is just this douche. He's just such a douche. And and Ferdy is very much a, a little nebbishy guy. And, and Mike 100% is uh, asshole cocky jock guy. Yes. Um, and they're, they play their roles very well to a T. I think the guy who played Mike did a really, really great job. One of the producers wanted him to be the, the hero fellow that we're going to meet in a second. Uh, but uh, they went to somebody else. Um, and that guy actually has had the most career of anybody who was in this. He did acting for a while, and then he became a director. He directs episodes of TV for lots of major shows all the time. He's a very, awesome. a very prolific TV director. John Terleski. Um, but he was very, very good in this. Played his role perfectly. Anyway, like um, Greg's like, hey, so uh, uh, Mike, you got the beer, right? You got the beer. Oh, Greg. Come on. Do dude. you even know me, dude? Yeah. What are the fridge is packed, dude. Um, so uh, it's like, so Mike, so Rick and Linda are bringing the food. So it's going to be great. There's lots of clean sheets on the beds. Um, and uh, listen, Ferdy, don't worry about it. Sue's has a big surprise for you. And that's why Allison has to come to the party because Sue's, uh, because they're going to butter up Ferdy with sex from an unsuspecting girl um, so that he won't squeal to his uncle about the party they're going to have. Because they say, he's put me in charge of the store while he's gone. I, I, I can't make sure anything happens to the store. And then Greg says something that that just makes my my brain go. <clears throat> he says, Listen, man, um, 
if the if the store looks like shit on Monday, it's going to be all our asses. It's Friday night. Are you telling me this is a furniture store inside a shopping mall that is closed on Saturdays and Sundays? 48 hours. Yep. This is one of those malls that is closed on the weekends when most people go to the mall? Or is it just this store? Because none of that makes sense. No. And also, is it a 48-hour party? Like, why are you... (laughs) I don't know. Are That's the whole thing that is making a lot of sense to me. No, 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 that makes sense. So, uh, Mike is going to go uh, uh, molest his girlfriend, Leslie. Um, uh, so, okay, hold on. Um, and then the well, dad walks in. Yeah, that's the second. You can't Rick skip and, that. You can't skip no, we that. won't. We won't. Rick and Linda um, are newlyweds-ish. The Linda. They, they Linda, um, they they have a car repair business that they sunk all their wedding money into and they haven't had any fun since. So, um, so, um, see, uh, she doesn't want to go to this party, but she does. Cause they don't have any fun anymore. Um, she shows them up by fixing the car that they are currently driving. Um, uh, but, um, she says, um, well, maybe then I brought this for no reason. And she like, flings some underwear at she seduces him with the vague thread of lingerie and he's like yeah let's go to the party because like because you can't put lingerie on at the home we share yeah we also what? can't have sex in the privacy of our own home i can't i can't afford to buy a six pack of beer or a bottle of wine and we could get drunk at our own home in the privacy of our own home and have sex in any of those places we have to do it in front of your friends in a furniture store. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. There's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of exhibitionism here. Um, so um, Mike finds Leslie working where she works downstairs in a clothing boutique. Um, her her dad owns the shop and catches them canoodling mid canoodle, not mid canoodle, not having sex, no, no. but saying something about stuff. being horny. Over the clothes stuff. Over the clothes sure. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she but lies. But the dad her... just like appears is my favorite yeah. part. He's yeah. just oh. there. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, a, uh, so he's like. Um, excited uh, for uh, what? Excited for what, Mike? Um, oh, uh, hi, daddy. Mike was just telling me we're going over to Susie's house for her um, birthday party. Yeah, that's it. Um, he says, all right. Well, I'm running late. So I trust you to lock up. Um, and this is the same guy actually who asked the question about what happens if people are working late in the store? Will the will the kill bots kill them? And spoiler alert, his daughter gets killed in the most horrific way possible. Yep. Because she didn't show her badge. Um, so um so there's there's this. Now, um we we um Susie is still convincing Allison to come to the party after their shift in this like locker room for the for the the girls who work at the mall. Yeah, why is um, there a women's locker room? At the I don't, mall? I don't know. But uh, full frontal nudity walks through, wanders through the background for no reason, like carrying a towel as though she just got out of the shower. Locker room, cool. Shower facility, very weird. Weird. Um, she's like, "Come on, it'll be fun." She is wearing a full body lacy pink cat suit under very tight jeans. This will be important later when she tries, when we're supposed to believe she strips down for sex because 
nope. That's a whole five to ten minute thing that you have to nope. do. Um, and she she says, okay, fine. Just as long as I don't have to look at any more pizza. That's her thing. It's like, oh, no, you won't. I promise. Okay, that's it. Now, um, they they go in. They're, they're walking through the thing. They, they go to their place, whatever. Now, a new lab coat guy comes in. Yes, he does. To the place where the first lab coat guy was killed. There is no body and there is no blood. How did they move the body, these kill bots? We see they have tiny little arms that could not possibly pick up anybody. And they they have, hold on. This is what they have for hands. Yeah, so but I they know, were strong enough to murder someone. So maybe, maybe lightning struck no, again. They, like they, they poked it. They poked his they poked his jugular like this. But I don't think they have enough arm strength to pick up the body and move it. Move it to where? There are no closets in this room. How did they how did hey how did they move him? How did they clean up all the blood? Because you poked him in the in the jugular yes, vein. There's blood everywhere. Also, how did they know to move him? And how did they know to clean up the blood? Because second lab coat guy comes in 20 minutes after the first guy dies. There is no sign of him. There's no sign of any blood anywhere. I that I you know what? I don't I don't know. I'm gonna say plot hole. Plot hole in this movie. What? Um, yeah, plot hole. This this, this second lab coat guy. It is a best. noticeably absent dead body, especially because yeah. he was like sitting in a chair. Yeah, second lab coat guy, notably best actor in the whole movie. Um, he he, he is he's, he's like he comes in he's like, hey Marty, uh, he's reading a book, so he comes, hey Marty, uh, sorry I'm late. There was a all you could eat night at the pit, and I couldn't re- resist the opportunity to pig out. Marty, Marty, and he looks at the rob- robots. He goes, "How's it hanging, guys?" Like I love that he's the dude who like addresses the inanimate objects as though they can talk back, but knows they can't because he's a funny dude. Um, but uh, he is sitting there and he's reading his book, and he keeps noting, realizing something's moving behind him, i.e., the killbots. Yes. Um, and he does several amazing double, triple, quadruple takes. Like, just a lot of that. A lot of that stuff. Great. Um, But he's sitting there reading, and one of them, like, doesn't even poke him with a stick. He, like, throws, like, on a a fishing line a different hook thing that hits him right in the brainstem and kills him. Yeah, this was... It's like anything but chopping well is what this movie should have been called. Yeah. Because this was poking. like a satellite was, version almost. It's, 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 either, it's either pinching mall or poking mall. That's basically all, all we do with this thing. Pretty speaking much. Of po- speaking of poking. That's just good. Um, uh, sex uh, land this- <laughs> again. So dancing in the furniture store uh, while uh, Ferdy tries to figure out how to how to be sexy in the men's room. Like he's looking in the mirror and he takes off the glasses and does the very obvious, oh, I can't see you without my glasses, squint. Um, uh, pops his collar, decides that's not good. They drag him in there to meet Allison. Um, and they're like, hi. Hi. Um, and so now they're obviously immediately in love. Um, so, uh, So the kill bots now roll out. Um, uh, the... Robot protector one, 
patrolling level one, protector two, patrolling level two, protector three, patrolling level three, and it just shows them slowly doing a little thing. Little protocol. Back to to this. Now, one of them rolls past. This is the level one. One of them rolls past them having a party inside the store. Like stops, looks at them having a party inside the store, turns back and keeps moving. So yeah, as long as you're not in the mall proper, you're fine. You could do whatever you want. They could be killing each other in there. They wouldn't do anything because, you know, it's not in the mall. It ain't my problem. It's not in my jurisdiction. Um, it's also very funny how there's like, it feels like a dramatic pause, even though it's an inanimate object when he's right. like looking in the store. Like yes. it is that like the predator sees his prey thing, but then yes, he yes. doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um. So uh, <laughs> back back to the store and it is now sexy time. Linda comes out wearing the promised lingerie and gets into bed with with Rick. Uh, and then we see um, uh, Suze fully clothed, laying on top of Boxer's Greg, and she's in there kissing. And he says, mm, "You smell like pepperoni." And she gets off him and says, "Well, if that's how you feel," he says, "No, wait, I like pepperoni." And she goes, "Well, in that case," and then takes off her top. So in that case, boobs is basically what she said, and uh, and then she gets back on top of him. Fellas, don't, under any circumstance, (laughs) if you're like, I'm going to try and seduce this gal, Mm -hmm. uh, don't tell her she looks like pepperoni. Because the response will not be boobs if you're like, no, 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 but I like the smell of pepperoni. That is not how the interaction goes down. Just I mean, honestly, pepperoni is one of the greatest smells in the history of of mankind. No woman wants to be told she smells. I'm just letting you know, like it's like if if they made like perfume that smelled like pepperoni and my wife wore it, like I would be all over. (laughs) Just like I would be with a pizza that had pepperoni on it. Um, To florals. (laughs) No, no, no. Like what am I gonna do? Do do I put? Flowers in my mouth? No, pepperoni <laughs> goes in my mouth. I just feels very very simple to me. I don't know. Okay, um, so uh, so anyway, um, this is now we get Leslie sitting up in bed and Mike underneath the covers doing stuff south of the equator. And she goes, Michael, you know I don't allow that. <laughs> just like, I mean. All right. Scorning him like a son, but also like. Suit yourself, lady. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, no means no whenever you say it. Right. But like, also, you're in a furniture store with a bunch of exhibitionist sex. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's where she draws the line. Um, South of the equator. And then Michael sounded like a mom. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Definitely did. And he, he mutters something like, no, they seem to allow it. I remember you allowing it last week. Um, and then we <laughs> then we pan over to Ferdy and Allison sitting on a couch in front of a TV watching an old movie. Just you I know, I loved them. <laughs> They're probably alarmingly relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. We're just they talking so while like watching an old movie. They're very cute, nerdy, and yeah, like just kind of like turned into yeah. each other yeah. and like you see. The, here you go uh, among the girls. Okay. Um, uh, Allison is a girl next door type, obviously. Suze is the fun one. Linda's the smart one, and then there's the hoe. Like that's basically the how how the whole thing works. And Leslie, one hundred percent, is the end. Then there's the hoe. 
Like there's just it. Of she's, course, she's the slutty one, very much so, but does not allow that. Yeah, allows no, everything else. That's too far. But does not allow that. Um, very meatloaf. So, so um, now we meet Dick Miller, famous Joe Dante guy from all the movies we watch: Gremlins, Gremlins Two, uh, The Burbs. Uh, uh, what's the other one we watched? Now I'm, now I'm angry with myself. I don't remember it. Oh, Inner Space. And so, in the <laughs> middle of all that, he was in one <laughs> scene of this movie um, where he is the janitor. He is mopping up something sticky on the floor and vowing to kill the kids. Two other janitors walk by drinking a beer and they're like, are you still doing that? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill these kids when I find them. Like, be careful. You don't want to actually get locked up in here again. Do you? Yeah. Very funny. I'll be out of here in 10 minutes. So he's, he's mopping this thing and here comes one of the robots and knocks over, runs into and knocks over his mop bucket. It's like, you little son of a bitch. I had to turn you into scrap metal for that. Like he's having his full conversation with a coworker. Um, and uh, and says, uh, please show your ID badge. ID badge, I got your ID badge right here. So it shoots its taser out at him, but misses. And it lands somewhere to the left of him in a puddle of water that he is also currently standing in. He's like, I'm going to kill you with my mop. And uh, then the thing gets dragged through the muddle mud uh, the water and it puddle and it touches him and he gets electrocuted he's on screen for 45 seconds in this movie and gets electrocuted and falls over it is a very out of the way kill yep and the electricity looks like the undertaker's 80s lightning effects like it is hysterical yeah um yeah this was just very much like uh there's not enough kills in this movie let's edit Mm -hmm. this in with a familiar face Right. So um, he never took his badge off. His badge is sitting there on here. Correct. He's like, hey, look, he puts it. Look, I'm like you. I work here. Okay. Leave me alone. I, we all got, we all got our work to do. You go walk around the mall and I, I, I clean up the messes. Okay. Look right here. He's 15 feet from the damn robot. Look right here. The robot requires you to hold the badge right here. For like an entire minute, too. Yeah. Come on, dude. This is what happens to you. Comply with the training. Um, Cut back to uh, after sexy time is over. uh, Leslie is looking through her perch. I need a cigarette and I need it now. Um, Come on, babe, says Mike. Uh, Well, listen, I think Singleton, uh, whoever Singleton is, left a pack of camels under the register. No, you know I only smoke virgin light. Uh, and, uh, it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Go out in the mall and buy a pack? Well, there's a machine right down by the pay phones. You used to be able to buy cigarettes in machines, kids. There was a machine yes. you could, you could put in quarters and buy a pack of cigarettes, like right out there in the open. Pay phones were a thing where you, if you put in money, you could make a call. It was crazy. Uh, they used to put them near each other, uh, because people need, needed to buy cigarettes and then make a phone call while smoking. It was a thing right. in the eighties. Just go Google it. Um, I can't make my pay phone call without my cigarettes. No, can't. Got to do can't it. Um, Smoking indoors so, totally fine. Right. So she sends him out into the mall with the promise of also boobs when he comes back. Of course. Just hurry back, nude from the waist up. Um, and so he's like, he takes his badge out in the mall, but he's barefoot and he walks out there. And he's going to walk to where the pay phones are. Um, and. So uh, he he goes out there and he, he walks up to the thing. He's like, "Oh my god, a buck and a quarter!" 
they they raised the price to a buck and a quarter. It's not like twelve dollars for a pack of cigarettes or something, but it's like a buck and a quarter. Um, and then the the payphone rings behind him, and he picks it up. It's like, hello, no Jamal. There haven't been any messages for you. And uh, the joke that I made was that is the closest this movie comes to casting a person of color is by having Jamal on the phone. However, I forgot that one of the two janitors who makes fun of Dick Miller is black. So the second most uh, person of color is Jamal on the phone. On the phone, Um, Yeah. Um, So so the thing comes up behind him. He's like, whoa, you bastards are are really quiet. Uh, uh, Hey, uh, Badge. Yeah, here you go. He goes, hmm. He, just does, he does this four and a half feet from it. Say, hey, there you go. It's me. Um, and it does not work. So it backs him up against the door that is locked. It is locked. He cannot get through the door. Um, it is chained or locked or some way he can't get through the door. Um, it's important for a second from now. And then shoots him in the small of the back with a sleep dart. And he goes, well, he falls over. And then it does... It does pinchy pinchy, pinchy pinchy to his neck. That's what it does. Which is certain death. Yep, pinchy pinchy to the neck. Um, and so, um, so now, so now, uh, oh no, uh, first of our eight friends is dead. Um, and that's too bad. Um, Leslie goes out in the mall to look for him, and we uh, we hear um, they're like. Where is she going? I don't know. All those two is do is fight and have sex. I don't understand. Hey, listen, it's about 15 minutes until the mall gets sealed up for the night. What do you say? I take you home. Um, and so like they start to like get everything together because everyone's got to leave. So she she can't find him. She was the, to the thing. He's sitting right there, but apparently he's kind of in shadow. So she falls over his legs. And she's like, wake up, you dumbass, wake up. And she starts shaking him. And then his thing falls back and you can see pinchy marks. Oh, no, the pinchy marks with the blood. And she screams. And behind the door that was locked two minutes ago, she is ambushed by the the thing that was lying in wait. And it comes out doing one of these things, like a little crab walk with the creatures in the air and uh, chases her into the mall. And now it's when it starts firing lasers. It's just it firing laser lasers powers. at her. It it shoots. It hits her a couple of times. Once in the back and once in the butt cheek, and she keeps running. So the lasers, I thought, are just like nuisances. She runs up to where the furniture store is. She stands in front of the big glass front of the store. They all can see her. She turns around. She stands and she yells, "Ah!" And one of the laser beams catches her full in the face, and her head explodes into a million pieces. You have to be consistent with what the lasers do. Do they explode the things they hit, or do they glance off and make you go, "Hey, that's that's a first they degree." They slow burn. you that's, down. Yeah. That is going to feel bad in the morning. Yeah. Like what? There's got to be pick one and go with it. Um, so they kill her. They're also so very Leslie, chunky laser beams. Like they're yes. very uh, non-precise. Yeah, more just yeah. feel like blobs being heaved. Um, yeah. um, 80s effects yeah. are really fun to look at. Yes, they really are. Um, <laughs> so now he looks over and sees witnesses, and just like any law enforcement officer, we can't have those. No. So okay, move along, folks. Can't can't be doing this any here. So in that way, um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and kill all of them. So they like run into the store, like through the thing, starting shooting. They shoot. Oh, they shoot. There's two of them now, uh, I believe. Yes. And um, 
they are shooting lasers at the at, at the at the at the glass, and the glass shatters. And then they follow them into the store shooting. They're jumping over couches, running back into the storeroom, getting the storeroom, barely barricade the door. Um, and they realize the phones have been cut off. The robots must have cut the phones. Obviously. Um, so there's an air shaft above there on the first floor of the mall, which means there are five. But right below them, right below them is the top layer of the parking garage. So they're like, hey, if we get through the air shaft to the parking garage, we're out of here. We're good. Um, so uh, let's get all the girls in the air shaft. But the robots use plastic explosives. They put little like goop on the, on the hinges of the door and then fling their taser-like things at them and use electricity from the tasers to blow the doors off the hinges. Why did you outfit your security robots with plastic explosives? Also, this is, I think, the first instance. I guess the second. I guess the first was, go get me Virginia Slims. But they just keep thinking it's a great idea to split up in this movie. Like, they are insistent. And then the boys mm-hmm. and the girls go in opposite directions here. Um, well, yeah. The gals the to girls, the air vents. The, the girls are supposed to go to the air vents, to the, to the parking garage, and get out. we got to save the girls. The boys can take care of themselves. Of course. And right? boy, do they. Um, so they're running, they, they robots blow the door and they run out in a different way. Um, and one of the lasers hits Greg in the shoulder blade, but amazingly his torso does not explode. Correct. Um, so the girls in the air ducts are complaining that it's hot. They believe the robots have turned on the heat in the air ducts to French fry them is what they say. Uh, it's so hot. They can't put their hands down as they're walking through it. And I don't know that the air ducts get that hot. I mean, do, do they? I think the point of them is that they don't, right? Right. That's weird. Uh, but that's why they can't do it. That's why the movie tells us they can't get to the front levels. They got to get out. Sus- Susie starts to go crazy. And so she needs to get out. It's too hot in there. Um, we have to defend ourselves, says Rick. He's the hero, the hero type of the movie. Um, does this place have a sporting goods store? And Greg and Ferdy look at her and go, Peckinpah's, which of course is named after Sam Peckinpah, who is very famous for gunplay. This is a sporting goods shower that apparently exclusively sells high-powered weapons and nothing else that you would sport with. <laughs> um, so the sport America's sporting goods means guns, lots and lots of guns. They break into, they throw a crowbar through the window, they go through, and out in the open, not in a case. Not behind a counter, out in the open, are like fishing rods, just yeah, like fishing up. rods or basketballs or camping gear or a lacrosse stick. They've got guns, twelve gauge shotguns, um, uh, a forty four magnum uh, that that Ferdy picks up, uh, propane tanks, full propane tanks, right there as well. They got to pick those up, and Rick picks up an I, I shit you not, full on M sixteen. Just just available for purchase out in the open. Um and uh and so they are going they're going to uh uh okay, so here we go. I don't know all of them know how to load these things immediately. Yeah, just no, like they... Rick Rick might know how to do that, but there's no way Ferdy has any idea, and Greg probably not either. But they immediately know how to load, they know exactly what bullets they're looking like for. Rambo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um 
And so they they go out into the thing and say, hey, you know how to shoot that, Ferdy? Yeah, I saw Dirty Harry 24 times. Of course I know how to shoot it. Um, they shoot at the robots. The robots are apparently bulletproof. Like, just bullets just bounce off of them. And, um, well, I don't know if the bullets are bouncing off of them because as we see, the, the guys later are terrible shots. Yeah. They can't hit anything, which is a good thing because the robots are terrible shots too because they're firing lasers that are missing everything. Wildly, yeah. Um, Nobody Ferdy, thinks to shoot the tread. No, Ferdy bowls the propane tank and it comes to rest up against the 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 lower belly, I guess, of the thing. And then Rick jumps, steps out of the open in the middle of all the laser fire and shoots with his M16 12 times, I counted, before one of the bullets hits the propane tank. Of course he did. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it explodes. It kills it, I guess. Kaboom. Uh, it... They walk over. They go, what's all that stuff leaking out of it? Robot blood. Maybe it's the blood from the uh, first scientist guy. Maybe, um, maybe. maybe that's how he got devoured. But yeah, yet it's just very inconsistent. I don't have a lot of complaints about this movie because this movie set out to be and is silly and ridiculous. Um, no, no, I just you think this was earnest, dead frigging serious, one hundred percent. Well, I had way more fun than I should have watching it, if that's the case. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. If you watch it as though it is silly, it's a lot more fun. But I guarantee you these people were like, this is going to be a really great horror movie. It's, it's the kills themselves that are so cheesy. But, like, mm -hmm. in stuff like this, one of the, like, the very few things that I have, like, a complaint of is is the inconsistency of, like... yeah. Bullets don't work, but you can get incinerated, and lasers only slow you down, but they also explode you. And this movie is called Chopping Mall. This is just like the only yeah, <laughs> is like true. the consistency because we see later, spoiler alert, but like yep. glass is enough to slow down the tread and mm -hmm. ruin everything for these guys. So it's like we kryptonite we know what kryptonite does right? right it's the one thing it's like these guys yep it, it's very very inconsistent on both sides all over the place and then right so um Susie continues to go crazy and she leaves the air ducts because she's got to go help greg yes that's what she says they they drop down into a hardware store like a mini lowe's inside a mall it's not a thing like Radio Shack, maybe, but like I don't uh, like there is there are power tools and just open just full on can, full cans of gasoline. Yeah, I was like, not not not, em not empty cans of gasoline that you would like no. buy and like take to the gas station. Full filled. on they are Eddie full Kingston cans full of gasoline. Um, and uh, and so um, we see one of these robots patrolling and then stops and backs up into a dark hallway and shuts off its headlights it is laying in wait for an ambush that is what this robot is doing um they're not uh, smart enough to like go in stores for kills right, but they are right. advanced enough that they can lay in wait right. to ambush people they the ferdy goes and they get more propane tanks and they're going to set up an ambush for the for the robot by putting propane tanks on the roof of the open air elevator and then hoses that like will take the propane 
back down into the actual thing and then the guys are going to explode it so that's what they're doing that's what these guys are doing um while they're putting that together um the the girls are grab a bunch of gasoline cans and rig them with fuses because that can only end well yeah of course what could possibly go wrong allison sees a road flare and walks over picks it up and stuffs it down her bra just for later we'll figure this out um Susie is now wearing a blue button down and I have no idea where she got it. Cause she was, she was sleeveless. She was wearing a tank. Now she's wearing a blue button down and I have no idea where she got it from. Do they sell them in the hardware store? Maybe they do. Maybe she was cold. I don't know where she got it from. It's not like she was like, she's wearing Greg's blue button down. No, like it's not like she got it from her boyfriend. I have no idea where she got it from. She has not the had stu- that the entire time. The movie. stunt person needs it for the next thing that's going to happen. But, I don't know why Susie, the character, has the blue button down. Um, uh, so the, the we see the first one that they blew up writes itself, stands back up. So these things are unkillable. Um, they're rigging the elevator to glow. Uh, and and for some reason, Greg, for one, one line only, has a Boston accent. He says, hey, how much do I owe you for the beer? And I was like... <laughs> Why? Why does that have? Why have that accent? Also, crucially, no, you don't owe Rick for the beer. You owe Mike for the beer. But Mike is dead. You Mike said, dead. and I quote: "Rick and Linda are bringing the food." So no, you owe Rick for the food. Another plot hole found. <laughs> That's really the problem with this movie. It really is. Yeah, uh, we never see the girls leave the furniture store. We don't. So when the laying in wait robot turns its eyes back on, we don't know to be scared until we see Susie turn around and scream. Yes. Um, and so now uh, all the girls run from the laser and they try and hang they, like behind one of these things. Allison lights a fuse and like, you know, uh, what's that Olympic sport curling where they like just <laughs> huck a thing and it slides along the floor. She does that with a gasoline can, which comes to rest in front of the robot and explodes, but just creates like a little fire on the ground that it easily rolls over. She so also have... was like, I've got this. The look yeah. on her face, yes. like the yeah. self-assured look was amazing yep. to me. Yeah. Um, so the fire doesn't affect the robot. Fire does affect Susie. So um, F- Susie is running from the robot and gets uh, gets one laser to the calf. It does not blow off her leg at the knee as it would if it was the same kind of laser that hit Leslie in the face. But she falls over and she can't move, but she's still holding her gasoline can. And so the robot comes up behind her and says, thank you, have a nice day, and shoots with a laser the gasoline can, which explodes, covering her with flaming gasoline. It is, no joke, one of the most harrowing deaths I've ever seen on film and entirely unnecessary. She is screaming while on fire for the longest time. It is awful to look at. The, the the stunt person is like can't move, is trying to get up. It's like really good stunt work, but very scary. This was like, the only that yeah, that I I I, I assume. Um uh guns don't work on that. We've already proven that. Correct. But the, but but the boys are there and they're shooting the guns at them. Greg's like, you you son of a bitch. Because you killed my girlfriend by immolating her. I'm going to shoot this shotgun at you a bunch of times. Uh, it doesn't work. Um, so they, they, so 
Ferdy leads the girls up to the top top level, the second level. Um, and um, then uh, Rick and Greg lead one of the things to the elevator. And then uh, Greg takes the, the guns and runs upstairs. Uh, and uh, Rick climbs to the top of the elevator so it like will go in after him. Then he leaps from the top of the elevator across a chasm to the other side of this thing. And he lands fine. And then now their whole thing is to... Uh, stir, uh, to shoot the propane tanks to blow the elevator. And they are, with all of their guns, all of them, shooting at this thing and cannot hit the, the propane tank. Except for Allison, who, like, takes the forty-four Magnum from Ferdy, steadies her arm on the railing, and one shot, kaboom. And, and Ferdy goes, oh, that, that's a hell of a shot. Dad's a Marine. Which I guess implies that he taught you how to, how to be a dead-eye shot at the age of 18. Um, perhaps. Um, better than most of the justification for things in this movie. <laughs> right. So one of them is dead. One of them exploded and fell down an elevator shaft, so it's gone forever. But there's still two more out there. Uh, they're holed up in the diner slash pizza place. Linda seems to think they're going to be on the hook for paying for the damage to the mall, even though it was the killbots that malfunctioned and did all the damage and killed a bunch of their friends. I feel like you're... You, Misplaced I mean, concern is what I have. Yeah, yeah, she's like, we're going to, if we ever get out of here, we're going to be in hock to this place for 85 years, according to my calculations. I, I feel like you're going to be okay. I feel I like... Probably some insurance involved. Yeah, I feel like the mall is going to try and pay you off. Yeah. So that, so that you can't describe to the media the harrowing experience you had in their mall that your friends um, all got murdered for yeah so then greg is like i just got one question why'd you leave the air shaft you were safe in there no, neither linda nor uh nor nor allison mentioned that apparently it was a thousand degrees in the air shaft yeah they just, only they just susie say, went nuts from no, that Su- susie um susie wanted to help you that's all you should have kept her there and and uh, Ferdy's like, hey, leave her alone. You shut the fuck up. Uh, so so Greg's now starting to get killed, and um, and Rick's like, hey, hey, come on, um, we we got we we gotta we gotta we gotta think we gotta think clearly. Um, so um, we gotta get the master computer. Says Ferdy, if we if we damage the master computer, then it'll shut down the robots. And Greg's like, all right, let's go trash the fucker. So he runs on ahead. Nobody's with him, and he gets to the top of of the escalator running up it. And he gets to the to the to the, to the top, to the third floor. He turns around. He stands at the top, looks around, turns around, says, "Come on, guys, the coast is clear." And immediately a robot, hundred percent. And the robot grabs him by the wrists with one of these things, and then flings him over the over the railing. Falls um, uh, three three stories. Lands on the concrete dead Poor my Greg. favorite kill in the whole thing because the fling yeah. was so ridiculous mm-hmm. it was it was very it was very ridiculous um so uh they try they're on the second level and there's a third one is third the th- four three up at the top there's one up there they try to take the escalator down but oh no the one they thought they killed on level one is still alive it's coming up at them we gotta run away where are we gonna go i don't know there's all of these storefronts that have easily breakable glass but let's run past them to this giant metal wall and try and pick up this rolling door. It's stuck. I don't Should know. Should be noted. I mean, 
Should we keep trying to lift these up? I don't know. Let's go in there. No, we're going to keep trying to do this as they follow past them. The amount of storefronts that they break in this movie and the dramatic glass shattering is phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. Um, so it is Mission uh, Impossible levels of glass shattering. They barely get it open. They roll underneath. Allison catches a laser beam in the shoulder, but she's fine, of course. Her arm is not blown off because only only Leslie gets that level of, of laser. They jam the mechanism, the gears, so it can't roll back up. But that's okay because the robots will just cut through it with their laser beam. You know, debris. That's what it's actually for. Um, uh, thank goodness it'll take a while. One of them is like, hey... You go upstairs and make sure they don't e- exit through the third level. I'll stay here and cut through it with my laser beam. Um, so uh, our heroes are now on level three at the makeup counter. Um, Ferdy's like, first says, the minute any one of us step out that door, we're dead meat. Yesterday's news. And uh, Linda's like, shut up, Ferdy. Shut up. Shut up. Apparently the thought of being yesterday's news has really, really Got affected her. her. Yeah. It's a bit of a trigger for her. Um, Linda says, I'm sorry, guys. I guess I'm just not used to being chased around a shopping mall in the middle of the night by killer robots. Best line in any movie ever. And honestly, who amongst us? Who amongst us is used to that? I am not acclimated to that at all. Maybe it's happened to you once. If you've had a rough life, maybe twice. But who's used to it by now? Not on a regular basis. It's not like every month this happens. Yeah. Um, so they're all tuckered out, so they decide to take a nap and wait for death, I guess, because a couple of them are asleep, just sitting there. Um, so their moment of quiet reflection is interrupted by the sound of a robot finishing lasering a hole in the metal door and then walking right through it. Like, oh no, there's one below us, we gotta go at this side. Like, oh no, but what if there's one waiting for us out there? Spoiler alert, there is one. Well, if they want some target practice, let's give them some targets, and they set up some mannequins in front of a wall of mirrors and then they roll up the door and the, the robots start shooting its lasers at the mannequins uh and then they um they take the shroud off the off the mirrors uh so one of them shoots a laser the, the one shoots a laser and it bounces back and hits him so that makes him go all haywire so he's all there's you can see electricity going around him and he does this thing like this he's got f- so it should be noted they don't just have one of these. They have Each four. one of them ha- have four, and so it's just like this, just like just just doing this all over the place. Four arms doing this, but it's spinning around, shooting lasers everywhere. Um, Linda, it's like one of those fireworks things, right? Where, but yeah, again, excellent Linda, malfunctioning. Linda, Allison, and Ferdy run left. Okay, Rick runs right. Rick gets a few feet away, turns around, starts firing his M16 at it. It's bulletproof, Rick. I don't know how to explain this to you. If you don't figure this out by now, I don't know no, if anybody can... Not learned. Um, but Linda stops and turns around and goes, Rick! Rick! And she stands there and she gets uh, hit in the torso by an errant laser beam. And uh, she's dead because uh, it's too bad for Linda. Um, and well, and we uh, also have to have our pure couple be the only two standing at the end of this. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I mean, Rick and Linda well, are pure. They're married. That, that, yeah, in, that's a good point. They're married. It's, in the eyes of God, they're as pure as anyone. That is I mean, honestly, point. depending on which God, like we did see Allison and Ferdy start to make out on the night they met each other. I mean, tisk, tisk. 
So um, anyway, Rick loses it because he sees Linda get shot by a laser. So he's firing his M16. He jumps in a metal cart of some kind. I don't know what it's used for. It's not a golf cart. It doesn't have like a, a, I don't know what it is. It's a little metal cart thing. He jumps in it and drives it at it as though it's like going to run it over. But it's electrifying everywhere. So he's driving the car at it, shooting with the thing, and barely taps it. But all that does is transfer the, the, the electricity from the one metal thing to the other metal thing that you happen to be sitting upon. So it electrocutes Rick and falls over. And then I thought, oh, maybe what this is going to do is the electricity from the robot is going to like hit the gas tank in this little cart and it'll explode that. No, the robot explodes all on its own. So this was entirely unnecessary. Rick did literally nothing except for embark on a suicide mission to drive a metal cart 15 feet and tap an already going to explode robot. That is correct, yes. So now we only have one left, right? Um, There's only one left. Um, So now it's Allison and Ferdy, and, and Allison's like, let's go find that computer. And so they go, they go to the third floor and they're running around. One of them's gonna have to come after them. Well, 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 where, well, we'll have to was well, where is it? It could be anywhere. Let's try down these service corridors. Okay. You are looking for a master computer. In 1986, a master computer is very large. So you're walking into doors, you open it up, and it's full of junk. Guess where the master computer isn't? If the point of this excursion is to find a master computer and shut it down, thereby shutting down the one remaining robot, why are you holding a lead pipe, walking through an obvious storage area where there will not be a main master computer? Just for extra jump scares. Like there's a thing that flies down from the ceiling and swings in front of her face that doesn't need to be there. She goes Dude, she even walk- I didn't jump at that. It was so bad looking. She goes into a room um and she's walking through it, looking around. Where could it be? Where I am looking to kill the the thing, not looking to find a computer. And then all of a sudden it's right behind her, and it doesn't shoot the laser at her, and it doesn't like shoot anything at her. It just does this Pinchies. and and walks back to her into a corner and she screams for Ferdy who finally shows up and runs up behind it and it turns around and points its little laser eye at him and he puts the gun right up to the thing and pulls the trigger and blows out the like it says laser malfunction laser malfunction and chases him back out into the mall he runs out of bullets so he throws the gun at it and then um, Allison comes out after him. He's like, Ferdy! He's like, Allison, get the hell out of here! And takes a, a fire extinguisher and throws it and it goes, boom, boom. Like, just, just nothing. Like, I don't know how you know that was going to help. Then it picks up the fire extinguisher, one of his arms, and hucks it at him. Hits him in the chest, knocks him off his feet, lands, splits the back of his head open, blood everywhere. Sorry, Ferdy, you must be dead now. Yeah. Probably the best word, probably the the not the smartest thing to do to throw a fire extinguisher at the robot. 
at this point i was like i felt like i was being trolled because mm-hmm. i was like you've done everything but chop right you have yeah. thrown fire extinguishers you have lasered you have electrocuted you have pinched mm-hmm. you have poked mm-hmm. i was like now yep. you're just being now yep. now we've had an now we've had a fight mechanism that doesn't even include needing to be a robot to mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you could have two human beings do that that's true it's true allison, it was a good um, one but i was yeah. like oh allison runs away and the robot chases her slowly um she picks up one of those um uh, a freestanding a- ashtray that's just out in the middle of the inside of the, the 80s uh and she smashes <laughs> the window with it and she goes inside a pet shop she hides like under a counter. She tries to like barricade herself in there with like big sacks of dog food. Thankfully, uh, the 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 uh, by the way, the just walks right through the big metal barricade part of the window. Just just rolls through it. It's fine. Thankfully, the robot does not kill all the puppies. <laughs> no, there are a lot of puppies. There are a lot of puppies in this uh, thing. But it does like smash uh, off of little pedestals, terrariums containing snakes, tarantulas, and scorpions. Which all immediately just zoom over and start crawling all over Allison under the counter. And she's a trooper and she does not scream, but there are some very large tarantulas. And uh, Kelly Maroney, who plays Allison, um, like, this is where you go, like, ah, do they have to be real tarantulas? Could you just like stick them on my shoulder, like a fake one that looks real? No, it's like crawling up her shoulder. Like, I mean, really? Do we have this to- movie? No. Um, so uh, the robot cannot find her, so it leaves. Um, so as she gets up next to you, did you notice this? There's a box that says Cockatoo Starter Kit. I did but the not camera the camp the camera pushes in. So the frame of the shot just says Cockstarter. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way that's not intentional. Somebody is oh, that cameraman was having fun. Yeah, somebody is having fun. Cock starter. Um, That's so crazy. there's a fi- there's a final unnecessary jump scare where she's walking out, a kitten leaps in front of her, and I was like, "There's you don't need extra jump scares." Yeah. Um, so uh, so the the she the, they can see her, it, like is it turns around and she, she walks out and it still chases her. They're on the third floor. The only place she can think of to hide is to like throw herself over the railing and dangle from it as it's like looking for her on the floor. So, but her grip is uh, is um, weakening, so she slips and falls to her death. Just kidding. She, her fall was broken by some luggage. <laughs> There's just some luggage sitting down there. And her fall was broken by that. So she's fine. She fell 40 feet and landed on an empty suitcase. She's fine. Um, and uh, so she military crawls on her belly to a paint store. And then when she gets there, she like wraps her elbows over her face and does this and shatters the glass, the glass window by just basically... Just doing that. Like, it's the most gentle way of breaking glass ever. But she empties paint all over the floor and paint thinner all over the paint, knowing that the evil robot will follow her in there. And then when the robot does... It'll be slippy and glassy. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it can't chase her out of there. 
And so she turns on, she picks up the road flare out of her, out of her bra. She turns it on. She's like, hey, have a nice day. And then the, they and they make it echo. So it goes, have a nice day. A, 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 as she throws it like this. And it <laughs> and it lands in there, and the whole paint store explodes in a giant fireball, and it kills the last killbot. And um, she, oh, Allison, alone, nobody left but Allison. How is she ever going to explain this to her, to the people who own the mall and the Marine Dad, and the movie's not interested in telling us any of those things um, because she walks out and Ferdy's there. Ferdy, Ferdy uh, split the the back of his head open on some concrete after a pretty bad fall, and he used a whole roll of toilet paper to sop up the blood from behind his head because he's still holding it, and it is soaked with blood. That man has such bad brain damage. He's a cracked skull. But he's like, hey. He's like pretty nice good, sh- yeah. Nice shot. And they run up and they hug, and then the camera pans up, and the the the, the skylight showing that it's broad daylight outside not 6 a.m but 12 noon and uh and they and it's over it's over they did it is it um is it because we see would we did did you miss this there's a rope there's a robot just lurking i missed the robot almost implying there's a sequel i did not see a robot lurk i have to go back and look at this I, I did believe, not see a robot. I lurk. believe at the end I saw just a robot I, that. Uh, I did not see a. I did not see a lurking robot. Um, now, I there's the other things that, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I from the very beginning, I thought Stan Simon, this Huey Lewis looking dude, who's the who's the in charge of all the robots. I thought he was going to be a character. Like trying to get them not yeah, to kill the robots really, or something. Yeah. He never re never returned. Also, the restaurant owners, the 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 Statler and Waldorf, they were saying some pretty objectionable stuff. Like one of them looks ethnic to me. I don't like the look of that one. Um, I thought they were gonna be in the store as well, and they were gonna get their comeuppance. They yeah, only they appear in that one scene and done. Like there's no through line of stuff. It's just it's it's weird. Um, I'm gonna look at the end of Chopping Mall because I am very. I want to see this snake thing. Um, it's just like that. That let's leave the door open for a sequel shot. Oh sure, that which all of our movies do for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, so there you go. There's Chopping Mall, seventy five minutes. The original cut of Killbots was ninety five minutes. And people were like, this movie's too long. So they cut 20 minutes out of it and called it Chopping Mall. And that's how they thought they were going to make some money. I will say the brevity does help it. Like, it it, what, it what, goes what pretty I fast. Did I do something? I hit mute. I muted you. I didn't want to mute you. You muted me. I muted, I muted everything. That's what I did. I didn't mean to. You chopped um, my audio. I didn't chop. I could have, but I didn't. Um, no, I was just saying that the brevity helps it a lot. Like it's a lot more yeah. fun of a watch because it's pretty damn short. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking for a lurking robot. I didn't see a lurker. No, no robot. No, I didn't see a lurker. It's just like a shot of the robot with Ferdy and her in the background, almost like they're oh, they're no. embracing in this. No, I didn't. I did not see the robot. So 
I'll, maybe I'll go back and look at one more time. I did post credits, I think. I post credits? I think so. I think so. I There's remember. a post credit scene. Um, I did not see a post credit scene. Um, I think it was. Uh, I didn't know there was a post credit scene. I, f- funnily enough, this is not one of those ones I felt like I had to watch through the credits to like get a sense of who the merely had not turned them off yet to have caught this. <laughs> um, and so apparently, it is after the credits. I I I did not. I now got to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I got to see it. I'm. Um, so yeah, um, this is uh, one of those things that again I I had no idea existed. It is a perfect microcosm of '80s culture, and 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 schlockiness, and you know, um, it they it's it is bad. It's, it's really decis- bad. it's decisively bad, um, but it is not, it's not like it's not fun. It's a fun bad, and it's, it's a it short is, bad. Yeah, so you you're it doesn't feel like a chore to watch. It just feels like this is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like watching it. Yeah. Um, I like I said, I want to keep everything that I was able to actually sit through and watch in this. Mm-hmm. I am at odds with the fact that, based on principle, I want to get it out of here because it's called chopping ball and there's zero chopping. I know. Um, so when you have a tiebreaker like that, what do you go for? Um, was it mostly pretty fun? Yeah, this was mostly pretty fun to watch. So, and I was able to watch it. So. There's another one here. Oh, it just comes out and says, thank you, have a nice day at the end of the credits. I don't know. Meh. Is that like, meh? They're never, they're never really gone. Thing. Maybe they're never really gone. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's this movie. Um, I'm keeping it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it too. If it, if it was, if it was an hour and 40, I'd be like, no way. No, truly, like, it, it is helped a lot by the fact it, that it, it moves along. Yeah, it it's, clips our review at a pretty was good longer rate. than it. Like it's an oh, easy yeah. watch. Yeah. It it clips long at a pretty good rate. There's a yeah. lot of things to like to like just this is ridiculous to make fun of. It is one of those things like I'm really glad I watched it without seeing any kind of trailer or any kind of anything because like um I I did not know in what order the kids yeah. were gonna get killed. Um I uh I and I certainly did not expect one of them to have their head exploded. By laser beams that are late, later to show to like be a oh, minor was, like, nuisance. Engulfed in flames. That was brutal. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. That was the that that was that belonged in a different movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where like it was also one of those things. Like sometimes you watch one of these things and you go, "All Mike did was got pokey poked. Like he yes. got pinchy pinched and and he's dead. You got to like light Susie on fire. Yeah." That's usually re- reserved for like the worst person in the movie gets the this the worst death. The worst death. That, yeah. S- Susie didn't deserve that. No, Leslie people... Leslie may have deserved to have her head explode because she was the slutty one. Of but course. Susie didn't deserve that. And just like the You can't have that death. It feels like that death and then um, what happens to Ferdy with his not death death? Like those are two unrelated to robots to be in this right. movie. Like yeah. lasers, sure. I'll even give you little pincher things because they're robots. But like stuff that just a human could do to you feels like a different movie. I I I desperately need if if in the ninety five minute cut 
there is a scene that is now deleted where the robots try and figure out how to hide the body of the first lab coat guy. That's that's a deleted scene I need to see. I got to see that one because I don't understand. Like just them with like with like a mop and bucket trying to clean up all the blood off the floor so lab coat guy number two doesn't see it. Or like, is that your robot juice? Justify it to me. I'll take it. Yeah, could be. All right, everybody. That's it. Um, we're out. We're out of Schlocktober. We're into I November. We're into November. Four more weeks until praying for my own death, December. Because that's that's gonna be me <laughs> try trying trying to get through all the things that that less enough. To, uh, I put. I was actually. I went quite easy on you, honestly. Uh, I, I watched Friday the Thirteenth all by myself. Um, we, you, you got to do a comedy with Jim Carrey in it. Yes. Like I went pretty easy on you for, 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 for Schlocktober. Please go easy on me for praying for my own death summer, because I just don't know if I'm going to be able to, I can't handle the, the Freddie Prince and, 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 and Amy Garcia, Amy, Amy Garcia. I can't, I can't handle that one again. Well, I'll do my best to be nice to you. You know you got that Jericho one lurking too. So I know that's up. probably going to be sometime in in November. I just hope it's not as bad as it looks. I hope it is, so that we can say, "Get the flick out of here!" Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Happy Halloween! If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.